Sometimes it can feel like school drags on forever, especially when your school is trapped in an eternal void and reality begins to break down around you. We watched Sunny Boy and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello everyone and welcome back to Quiet Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host producer, Weep of All Trades, and Kat, who's always just a little sick, PJ. And me, your cranky material girl who's not a fire starter, Skylar. And joining us today as always is our dear friend and newest student to make it to this place, Lauren. Hello, I absolutely know the title of this anime is a song, and that's it. Huh, I would have never jumped to song. Yeah, isn't it, is. it like a reggae song or a ska song? No, like I know that there are songs called Sunny Boy, but like when I hear Sunny Boy, I'm not like, ah, like the song. That's instantly where my brain jumped to. I think of like old people like, ah, um, exactly. Sunny Boy. Oh, Sunny Boy, yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, that's not what I thought of, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> we'll have a million music ones and Lauren will never jump to there. And the second we have one that is like Older. not that musical, Lauren is like, ah, like the song. Oh, I get like it. the song, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen. I don't know what my brain does, but it's this. <laughs> well, as we have already said at this point, we are continuing through Super Powered Month with Sunny Boy, which is our Gold Star anime for the month. Sunny Boy garnered a lot of acclaim when it came out, and it is one of the reasons why this month is called Super Powered Month and not Superhero Month, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Lauren, tell me, based on the name alone, what did you think this anime was going to be about? Okay, well, I... You know, we've already talked about it. It is a song. The song that I know is by Al Jolson, and it is a very, very sad song. So I'm basing it on that. And I think this is going to be a very sad series. In the song, Sunny Boy uh, Dies. So I am thinking that this is going to be about kids who have died. They then become ghosts, and they use their supernatural powers to keep their loved ones safe from evil supernatural powers interesting thank you interesting thank you yes like interesting in a good way yeah no oh, it's not bad but it's just like huh once you saw the poster were you like well yeah these are the ghost kids yes very much so i was like aha i'm sticking <laughs> like, with my ghost kids theory <laughs> vindication vindicated so yes i believe they have all died and in death have become super powered they all since they're ghosts have standard quote-unquote ghost powers where they have like the ability to fly they can turn invisible like telekinesis like your standard ghost powers but i gave each of them or i assume each of them has a different more specialized power so i will go left to right the long-haired girl with all of these little kitties around her she's the ghost that like all cats can see because everyone has this like the theory that ghosts can be seen by cats right that's true yeah yeah so that's because of her they can see her. So she has the ability to possess living creatures. So these cats are kind of like her emissaries, and she's able to go into the living world again via okay. possession. This little boy on the wall, I'm saying he is probably the leader based on absolutely nothing at all, but he seems very grounded. He has both of his feet planted and both of his hands are pressed against the wall. So I'm thinking he's able to manipulate reality. I mean, technically he is in the middle. So like I could see like why main character energy. That's true. Yeah, kind of like central focus in this dark void of death that is around them. Then moving over to the short-haired girl. She seems like the most optimistic one of the group just because she's the only one who kind of is smiling. And so I'm saying she has control over the weather. She is probably the reason that it feels so cold when ghosts are around, you know, because she's like, she's there and she can control the weather around you. Okay, okay. And then last but not least is this boy who is sitting on the fence. He seems very lonely and sad, but he's like a ghost. So, you know, I get it. But emo, emo boy. boy. So I'm saying that he is able to see into the future and can manipulate time, which is probably why he's so sad because like the future is pretty bleak, man. 
in real life too. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of everywhere. Yeah. To quote a band that I've picked for my artist a few times, the future freaks me out. You know, <laughs> when you're right, you're right, and they're right. So, <laughs> all right. Well, so we have our our gaggle of ghosts, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, our super powered ghosts. I guess I should say yes. So they're protecting their families from other ghosts? Like, can you dive in a little deeper into that? Sure, sure. So not all superpowered beings are good. Some of them have bad intentions. and Like people. Like people, exactly. So these kids are protecting their families, their loved ones from those more evil, quote unquote, superpowered beings who are trying to like mess up Earth or like have a skewed sense of like justice and are trying to like fix things. And so they're going to counteract those evil spirits with their own ghost powers that they just received from dying. It's going to be sad. (laughs) I like how um, all the powers you explained is usually explained by like, as one ghost. But in your world, it's just like a team of ghosts. It's like, yeah, there's like a little gaggle of ghosts, like PJ called them. And they just, you know. A ghost gaggle. A ghost gaggle. I don't know what you call a group of ghosts, but I'm saying it's a gaggle. So. <laughs> what else would you call a group of ghosts? I don't know. That's A ghoul group? <laughs> a ghoul group? <laughs> yeah. See, it doesn't roll off the tongue. That gaggle. Well, it was yeah. very. <laughs> gaggle of ghosts does. Gaggle though. of ghosts yeah, is like, that's like it, you know. Right. If there's no official term for, you know, like a murder of right. crows, a gaggle of ghosts. A parliament of owls, a gaggle of ghosts. <laughs> All right. Well, let's learn more about this gaggle of ghosts and their <laughs> journey to protect their families as we watch episodes one and two of Sunny Boy and see just how accurate those predictions are. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. All right. We're back. We'll learn watch episodes one and two of Sunny Boy. Lauren, tell me, what did you think? Absolutely not, but I was anticipating. It was so wild. I'm so confused. I'm so in the weeds, but I enjoyed it. And I think it's very engaging and very well written. Wow. I didn't watch like a trailer or anything going in. And when we watched it, I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, it was so much. This is so good. This is so also, good. This, like, this is what I wanted to feel like when we watched It Invaded. Yes. Oh my God. I get that. And I think part of that also comes from like the art style actually marrying to the storytelling well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Versus animated, which is animated like garbage. (laughs) Not animated well with a great story. Whereas this has both. Get you an anime that can do both. And it's this one. It's Sunny Boy. Exactly. It's such a non-traditional style. It's It's so interesting and fun to look at. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's go through some very quick context on this show because it is very new. Mm-hmm. And even though we do have a lot of context on shows that are even newer than this, Sunny Boy is a bit of an art house piece. So there's not a ton to it. Sunny Boy is an original anime written and directed by Shingo Natsume, who is a bit of a legend in the anime scene, but a newer legend. Like he's had a big hand in a lot of projects that people are very into, including season one of One Punch Man, which will be our episode next oh. week. And it was done by Studio Madhouse, who did the animation for season one of One Punch Man, which we'll, we will be covering next week. And it ran from July to October of 2021 for 12 episodes on Tokyo MX. And that's pretty much it for Sunny Boy. With that, let's jump into episode one and two, which will be a little less short and sweet. <laughs> but as short and sweet as I can get it, Nozomi complains to Nagata that everything else disappeared except their school and wonders if it's a utopia or a hell. We learn the students in school have been in this black void for seven days and some students have gained superpowers. The members of the student council decide they need to think of new rules for the new world. Every student receives an invite to a group meeting by the student council. They need to select a leader from the 36 of them and create the rules for this world. They end up choosing Cap, who wonders if the student council president, Machi, wouldn't be more suited, but is assured it must be him. Askaze gets annoyed by all the new rules, especially not being able to use his power, and uses it, breaking window after window. As penalty, Cap uses his power and forces Azakaze to keep doing long math divisions. Azakaze and some other students decide to take over the school. They use their powers and capture the student council, but Machi uses her own power to swap objects and free herself and the student council. Cap penalizes two of the students. Azakaze states that Cap has always been power-hungry since grade school. Cap then attempts to penalize him, but nothing happens. Cap then assaults Azakaze and hits him with a bat. Azakaza wonders if it's okay for him to break the rules, and Cap states it's fine as he is leader. 
However, the other student council members disagree, stating there are no exceptions and place a penalty on him. Nozomi leads Nagata to the top of the school where she finds a feather and guesses there was a bird, but it managed to get back to its own world. Nozomi starts running and jumps off the building. Nagata catches her, but the rail breaks and they fall into the darkness, which then turns into water. They see the school is surrounded by water and a nearby island. Once on the island, the students realize that things operate differently here, especially as items begin to catch fire with a strange blue flame. Due to a misunderstanding, Nagata accidentally leads people to believe that Mizuho is responsible for the fires. Mizuho is out searching for her missing cat, and after no luck, she returns to find the student council outside of her castle, there to confront her, and we are shown a flashback where Mizuho is caught writing defamatory posts about Pony's seemingly dubious election to student council president. Which is true, as Hoshi uses influence to have Pony made president even though she lost. Pony and Hoshi confront her and ask she apologize or else there will be consequences, and after she refuses, the librarian whom she admires is fired for allowing her to make the post using the school's Wi-Fi. Rajdani realizes the flames aren't being caused by Mizuho, rather by the rules of the island, wherein items must be traded, not simply received. After the realization, Rajdani makes a ledger app for the students to use while on the island, so they can essentially barter for items together, so that the island's rules are satisfied. Mizuho is shown to be innocent, and Nagata's help in clearing her name and finding her lost cat lead to her beginning to open up to him. And that's episodes one and two of Sunny Boy. Just a cute little summer fun romp, you know? <laughs> cute, ca- cute and casual. Cute and casual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little uh, purgatory romp. You know, just, yeah. I'm like out of breath from that. <laughs> so <laughs> from much reading happens. The, the episode one and two. And that's like me cutting out so much yes. stuff, too. Oh my God. It's so intricately woven and so complicated. When episode one started, like, when halfway to episode one, I was like, is this longer than 30 minutes? Like, yeah, no, I absolutely feel the same where they feel longer just because so much happens in the yeah. episode. Honestly, that's probably how they feel. And the whole time we were watching this, I was like, this is how we felt during the pandemic. Oh, God. And this came out during the pandemic. So, you know, it was probably very, like, of the jarring time. for people. Yeah. They're like, wow, something that perfectly describes our life where you have these, like, weird bits of normalcy. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's just this stagnant, like, unending, like, longness. Yeah, because oh they can't leave. And it's just these kids stuck in a school and they have to just figure it out. Yeah, I honestly thought it was like a purgatory situation. Yeah, I'm. I mean, as soon as they were on the island, too, I was like, "This is like a lost situation, right?" Right. Lost leads like meets Lord of the Flies, but I still don't know what's going on. I don't know if we will know what's going on until like the end. But right, I'm very intrigued, and I think that the storytelling is like next level here. Honestly, yeah. When we saw the baseball bat thing, oh. I was like, oh, no, it's Higurashi. I hope Lauren isn't getting PTSD. <laughs> Listen, there were a lot of cicadas, like a lot of cicadas and all the but flashbacks. Again, which that's yeah. just that's just always going to be a thing with school yeah. anime. School always starts around the time of cherry blossom season, mm-hmm. right. ends around the time of cicada season. Cicada screaming season. And damn, every time I hear that and I saw the bat and I was like, God. Please don't be another Higurashi. Not again. Not again. <laughs> I knew it. And then luckily it, it wasn't. It absolutely wasn't. Yeah. But yeah, I'll never forget Higurashi. That's going to be my sleep paralysis demon forever. So, I mean, like, I guess not like this isn't like an announcement, but mm. like, obviously, Lauren is not going to join us for any more horror anime ever again. No, thank you. As she has vowed, even though we like have offered to do like less scary horror anime for her. Listen, it's. I'm a baby when it comes to horror, okay? When it comes to anything remotely (laughs) scary, I just... But to that end, I have been... I've told Skylar that, and Skylar will be like, but, like, we could just do a different horror anime. And I'm like, Skylar, you don't understand. Lord was legitimately traumatized by Higurashi. I still think about it. I'm still haunted by Ryuk. I'm still haunted by those titans. I have a very low scary threshold. <laughs> Which is so funny for me. It's so funny considering you're someone who is like, literally nothing is real. And I don't know why people think it's real. I, oh, yeah, because you yeah. don't believe in ghosts. I do not believe in ghosts. I, but like, let's be clear. Laura doesn't believe in ghosts to like a weird degree. Like, I think because <laughs> if they almost... were real, she would like freak the fuck out. Yeah. It's yeah. too much of a degree. I one time <laughs> asked Lauren, what's the one thing I could do to like 
have our friendship bed. And I was saying like messed up stuff. And every time she'd be like, no, I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with that. We'd work through it. And she finally admitted the one thing I could do to severely piss her off would be give her undeniable proof that ghosts exist. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's the, that's the deal breaker. <laughs> And that was like a serious conversation. Like this wasn't like a joke. No, it was like very serious conversation topics were coming up. And I was like, you know, you know what? The one thing that would piss me off more than anything else, ghosts were actually real and people had irrefutable proof that this was a thing. I'd be finished. Because like the concept is just too scary to like. No, no, no. I just I'm a very stubborn person and I have decided for me, ghosts don't exist. And so when people are like, they do exist, I'm like, you, I'll let you believe it. You have fun with your little ghosts. I'm over here in my world where they don't exist. And I've come to believe it so strongly that if it was countered, I think my whole world would just be upside down. So basically an equivalent would be like a flat earther learning the earth is not flat. I I guess so. Yeah, I mean, the analogy yeah, that's is... that's what you sound like, Lauren. The analogy is great. You I don't like, like being a... F- equated to a flat earther but um okay (laughs) but that's what it sounds like (laughs) oh i will say the first time i was like i was because we know i also don't believe in ghosts and one time we were talking about it and i promise this will be like the end of this conversation because like we have not (laughs) talked about this anime at all i was like well obviously if like proof was brought to me i'd believe it and lauren was like i wouldn't and i was like okay but no like you have to like if evidence is presented to you you have to like believe the evidence. And she was like, "Well, I wouldn't." And I was like, "Okay, well, Lord, I'm like, starting to news. see a problem. I'm starting to see a problem with your take on this. Then that is very flat earthery like mindset to things." So I've started saying irrefutable, irrefutable proof. It'll be fine. You know what's so funny? Every time I say that to someone, they're always like, "Well, what's irrefutable?" And I'm like, "Don't go COVID denier on me." <laughs> <laughs> But that said, so like this anime is here, and you know what's scarier than ghosts? Nothing. The concept of nothing. Everything. Yeah. You know what's scarier than ghosts? Nagata's terribly broken phone screen. Oh, oh poor yeah. boy. I would definitely <laughs> slice my fingers on those. I know. It's so broken. It's like so dumb broken. broken. I mean, it still works. He's able to get all of the text messages from the group chat. But yeah, no. Every time I see it, I just cringe a little. But he's stuck. The evil group chat of the student council uh, of corruption. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That's the Lord of the Flies. That's part. the Lord of the Flies. Well, part. yeah. I mean, because like you have the three of them, and they're all terrible in different ways. But Hoshi's the worst. Because you also like right? Loki think that Cap is like maybe just kind of like dumb and innocent, mm-hmm. but then he does the bad thing, and you're like, oh. all right, motherfucker's crazy. Yeah, he's right. power uh, hungry. But I mean, like Hoshi's the worst one, right? Well, yeah, Hoshi He's is the manipulator. Such a That's yeah. shit. I keep calling him Star Boy. I mean, it makes sense. That's what I called him in my notes. I too. also think you just didn't remember his name. <laughs> Star Boy. <laughs> oh my god, he ugh, he got under my skin. He's the one I was like, "You're yeah, such a little I think- shit." I think he's like what the puppet master of everything. Oh, for sure. Because when they like jump into the water for the first time, the fucking death glare he's giving Nozomi intense it's insane like yeah you feel it in your soul 100 percent. it was very like mother from promised neverland so i don't know if you guys kind of like picked up on what his power is i did not um, was manipulation because it- i feel like it was even to me watching just episodes one and two it was obvious and then once i read everyone's powers i was like ah yep i was right is it manipulation so is it like influence Do you- is that really all you think it is no, because he, he definitely made Asakase, like, see something. I don't know, because I don't think they're actually dead, like, the way he, like, said it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So his power is, like, I guess a mild spoiler, but I feel like, again, if you, like, pay attention in episode one and two, like, it's, it's pretty there. obvious what his power yeah. is, which is he can instill, like, images into people's heads. There you go. Okay. You know, and then, you know, he instills a vision in Asakase's head. He also has that second moment. When the student council confronts Mizuho and he instills a vision uh, during that scene, too. And he starts being like, you know, we just all need to get along or otherwise you never know what's going to happen. And then you have like the vision that plays for everyone with like the deep voice that happens during both of the visions that explains what's happening. Like, you know, in the first one, you have the deep voice that's like, and then everyone died. (laughs) And then you have one one of the second one that it's like his power is like instilling this ideal in other people's heads. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, 
we're not all as smart as BJ. Well, yeah. I mean, that's why I thought it was like an influence thing. Mm-hmm. It is to an extent, but it, the specified. power is putting images. Yeah. yeah. Technically, every power could be an influence power, depending on how you use it. <laughs> if you burn someone, you're influencing Technically, them. Exactly. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So all of these kids have superpowers? I mean, as far as you know, some of the kids don't have powers, but obviously as you go, even in episode one and two, you realize a lot of people who said they didn't have powers clearly do do have powers. Yeah, I don't believe it. That's probably, they probably just don't even realize they have powers though yet, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, probably. I mean, yeah, it's very a sudden thing, so. Because at the beginning, it's very much like, oh yeah, no no one in the student council has powers, but then clearly all three of them have powers, but you know. Mm Kizumachi has the the swap places power. Mm-hmm. Cap has the the so that one I actually am still not positive. I don't think Cap has a power. Not that we I seen think yet. No. Well, because as far as we can tell, it's the world's yes. power to be able to do the like we've set penalty up rules. Mm-hmm. You could do a penalty mm-hmm. because the fact that Hochi was also able to do the power. Yes, right. That was the world. Cap, but Hochi then also has his own power. Mm-hmm. And then you obviously find out about Nozomi's power compass. Mm-hmm. Um, could you figure out at least from at the beginning? Eh, that's I guess a little bit of a spoiler. Can you figure out at least at the beginning what Mizuha's power is? I guess like she's able to just get supplies via like an Amazon. The or, Amazon. Like, a meow, a meow <laughs> now, Amazon. Do you want to know why it's the Amazon? Because she loves cats. Why? Because the cats are the ones getting the things for her. Oh. So they're going back to, like, the world? As far as we know, it just happens, but it's the cats doing it. That's so cute. Cats are great. It's not, like, just, like, ah, uh, yeah, we decided to make this parody Amazon thing. Like, it is... It's intentional. The cats are getting her the items. Got I love it. it. Okay. So she has So it the, is, like, like, some spiritual power yeah. thing still, but that's honestly, not gonna lie, if I had to have one of the powers in this group, it's obviously the, I can have whatever I want, whenever I want power. Through, right. via cat messenger. <laughs> Honestly, it even makes it even better. <laughs> character design wise, she really does remind me of Tomi. And then in the beginning, when she was being really like bitchy, I was like, "Oh, she is Tomi," but no, she's not. She's, she's not. Great. Yeah, she's really sweet. She's just misunderstood. And yeah, she gets a little grumpy. She gets grumpy. Yeah. No, I I enjoy her. She's also like a honey badger. She's gonna take what she wants, man. Yeah. Can we talk about how much of a manic pixie dream girl Nozomi is? Oh, she's like the biggest manic pixie dream girl. Like she she gives like Ramona Flowers a run for her money. She really right? does. She gives fucking what's her face from Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind a run for her Clementine? money. Clementine. Clementine, yep. She's a I don't know. She's that girl from Paper Towns. She lives in a paper town. Oh. But obviously like I mean, it is because these are all teenagers, mm-hmm. right? And there are a lot of people who this is their personality when they are teenagers. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much so. They're all seniors. Yeah. Okay. But it's just the seniors who are stuck in the school. Like, no one else is there. Yeah. Bizarre. And it's just, I think, specifically like their class of seniors, but that I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, because they said, I right. think at one point there's only 36 kids in the school. Yeah. Yeah. Oof, that's a small group. And, like, why them? Ugh, this is some lost shit. Really quick, my my graduating class was 36 okay. students. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Skylar, went, how, how many students did you have at your school total? 500. There you go. So then that's, like, you guys getting stuck in your school and getting superpowers. Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> It'd be, like, 20 times more Manic Pixie Dream Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I did like this sound related that Mizuho's cat is always like sick. Yeah, it's always got a, a little, little sick. Bubble. Yeah, he's always got a little bit of a runny nose. Kanichiwa, my fellow weebs. A quick announcement up top. At the end of this month, we are going to be taking all of our old bonus episodes and moving them over to our Patreon. All told, that is only seven episodes, so it won't be a huge blow to the back catalog. But if you've been holding off on listening to such greats as our episode on the hilariously inappropriate anime dub of Ghost Stories, or our in-depth conversation on gatekeeping in anime with the triumvirate podcast Cassandra Clark, now is the time to listen before they go back into the Disney vault or the Kawhi Disappointment vault, as it were. 
If you're craving more quiet disappointment, head on over to our Patreon after this episode to listen to all of our bonus content. Earlier this month, we released a reduced redo for May where we had Lord watch Naruto. So if you want to hear her thoughts on one of the greatest shonen of all time, just want to hear PJ yell about that damn swing again, or are just excited to hear any of the other bonus content we've released or have planned to come down the pipeline, you can find us on Patreon by searching Kawaii Disappointment or by going to patreon.com slash kawaiidesupod. A special shout out to our wonderful patrons, starting off with our eternal Desu patrons, our $8 tier, the amazing Skullbosh and incomparable Alex J. They're not alone though, as we also have our amazing Super Desu patrons, our $5 tier, Nene Killua, Magical Girl Charlotte, Rebel Idanisekai, and Jellums, and our Kawaii Desu patron, our $3 tier, Eliza L. You're all pretty Kawaii Desu in my book. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at KawaiiDesuPod, or go to KawaiiDesuPod.com for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes, rate us five stars on Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. It really does help. Thank you to Skullbosh for leaving a five-star review on iTunes. We will see you all again next week as we continue through Super Powered Month with One Punch Man. Now, back to the podcast. So, like, not to be like, what do you guys think the show is trying to say? But what do you guys think the show is trying to say? Is it's clearly, like, a very, like, artistic, you know, representation of, like, life. You know, it's a very art house show. And with that comes, like, an obvious, like, metaphorical meaning to what it's trying to say. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think that is? It's trying to get them ready for the real world and show them that they have the tools themselves to navigate the outside world. And it's all about growing up. (laughs) I mean, there's that. It's a puberty tale. (laughs) I mean, it is. There's that theory that. They are far too old for puberty. They're, I mean, yeah, they're all seniors, right? So they're like on the cusp of. puberty. There's. Second puberty. <laughs> second breakfast, second puberty. <laughs> oh my god. Second puberty is that globe you have from high school to like mid college. Oh my god. I think that's just called aging, Skylar. Yeah, I think it's just called getting older. <laughs> this is what it's like growing up. I don't think I'm saying that right. Not remotely. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Skylar. So off the mark. Good for me. Good for what you. What do you think it's about, Lauren? Um well I mean there's all these studies out there that show that kids see the world so differently from adults. Like adults get very jaded and we just start to follow the rules eventually because like that's life, baby. But kids are always asking the real questions and they're always so they're uninhibited. Right. And so like the world is so much bigger and broader for all of them. And these kids are stuck in between those two transition periods, right, where anything is possible to the more adult not everything is possible and reality sets in and they're exploring which way they're going to go and what adult they're going to be. So obsessively, what you're both saying is that you look at this and you say, so I guess this is growing up, like <laughs> Skylar said. Yeah. So I guess this is growing up. So so um, I guess this is, is growing Is up. that what you see, PJ? Oh, I know what the oh. author intended. Oh, okay. But I also don't think like... It's a, you know, it's art. It's meant to be interpreted. Mm-hmm. And obviously, however, whatever they intended the story to be, like, I don't want to be like, you guys are wrong or you guys are right. Because, I mean, like, ostensibly, you're both right, right? But it's also like, you know, as you go through the series, like, what do you guys, what do you guys continue to see mm-hmm. it transform into? Mm-hmm. It's true. This is a very controversial show. I mean, it was very, you know, lauded last year. Like, people very much loved this. I remember it getting recommended to me a few times. And people... I do love like the intense aesthetic, how beautifully animated it is. Mm. Like everything about it is so well done, but there's a lot of people who feel like it's complicated for the sake of being complicated, which Mm. is a complicated place to be in with art. Because I think if you don't see what art is trying to do, it can seem very meaningless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But if you look at something and you do gain meaning from it to you, it's not complicated for the sake of being complicated it's telling a story it has a purpose with what it's doing and that's what that's up to the artist to create is that meaning and you the watcher the reader the listener whatever to take the meaning you get from it Mm -hmm. you know i think some people just have kind of like moral aphasia where like or like moral aphantasia where like they can't ascribe additional meaning to something like it needs to be their purpose built for them Mm -hmm. 
And I think if you are one of those people, that's not to say like if you don't like this, you're dumb or anything. I just think like this clearly is telling a big story mm-hmm. is yeah. clearly clearly trying to say something and if you're just someone that can't hear what it's trying to say of course you're not going to like it mm-hmm. but if you mm-hmm. can't pick up on what it's trying to say i think you can gain a lot from this show absolutely right yeah i think that that's a good and point again like before even before stop boy put the image of them all being dead i thought it was a purgatory so i thought they all collectively did something really horrible, like a class murder or oh. something. And they have to like repent. And then I was just like, so this is like kind of like what Lauren was saying, where it was like a lost thing. Mm-hmm. But then, um, you know you what? Know- I would have written this as alternatively, if I was making this like a straight, straight horror adaptation, it would have been, and this, this is just ripping off American Horror Story that Nagara killed all of his classmates in a school shooting and this and then killed himself and this is their purgatory Ooh, ooh, oh i like it that's heavy that's heavy shit but with uh nozomi being the compass and navigating because she's obviously navigating them to the exit Mm -hmm. and that's why hoshi looks so pissed off right so yeah, I was like, okay, so I don't think they're dead. This isn't a purgatory. I definitely think it's a pocket dimension. Oh yeah, I mean, it's alluded to in the second episode, right? That there's all of these different multiverses in the school. Yeah, and there's different rules for each world. Yeah, and so it's Kingdom Hearts, basically. which is kind yeah. of like a fun like idea. Like I like that each world there is like a different way that society is going to run mm-hmm. for them, right? Like. In the first one, like, yeah, you have to follow the rules or else you're going to be penalized. In the second one, unless you're trading, you know, purchasing whatever for the items, like, you don't technically own them. Yeah, you can't just take anything. This is growing up. (laughs) Yeah. And just like with growing up, you have a friend who's going to try to get you into a Bitcoin scam. Oh, my God. (laughs) Obviously, like, I'm joking. I'm joking because Rajdani is, like, best boy. He's so cool. I love uh, him. But like when he was like, all right, guys, I've invented a coin for us to use. I was like, this is a Bitcoin scam. This whole thing's <laughs> been a fucking Bitcoin scam. He essentially invented commerce for this little world. And it's so cute. I like his power. Could you figure out what his power was? He t- he kind of said it. No, I I remember. Hold on. I forgot, but like I know I remember it happening. He can do real world programming. Uh. So like he can make things happen by like writing code for it, which is why he was able to make like a, a Danuki suit power up right. for Nozomi because he can love basically do real life programming. Good for him. That's really that cool. is a really cool power, and it fits for his character too. He's also like you know just fucking smart as hell. Oh my! Is that God. yes? Is that a stereotype though? Because like you know it might be, but also like it does happen, especially in Japanese schools. The Japanese school system is very hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very hard. Very so demanded. it's not uncommon for foreigners to send their like children there to get an amazing education before they even get into a college, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So like I think it is like, you know, it's definitely like, oh wow, like the Indian guy's good at programming and really good and really smart. But you know, or, you know, some sort of Southeast Asian. Mm-hmm. Right. Um but I mean, just based on the name of Rajdani, I assumed Indian. I also did as Same. well, yeah. Uh, but he could be like Pakistani or something. That's true. Yeah, true. Um, but now we're the racist. Well, again, mm. it's a very Indian name, but it could be a a, a, a a you know a region around it. But I also think like it makes sense that he would be one of the smartest students at the school. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, because he. I mean, he could have been sent here to have this education, which means he was probably already smart to begin with. And then he has it, and he is the smartest yeah. boy. I love him. Yeah. I think my favorite part is when Nagara was just like, oh, I saw Mizuno in front of some blue fire. I was so mad during this part. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he meant so well and it went so wrong so fast. I swear to God, I watch something unfold that I see happen at work every single day. Mm-hmm. It was just wild because he's literally sitting there like, that's not what I said. And people are like, yeah, he said that. Like, literally right next to him while he's saying, that's not what I said. And it just is growing while he's literally there like, what do you... I literally wrote in my notes, he never said that, you fucks. He didn't. <laughs> no. But, like, 
everyone took this, oh, I saw her standing near the fire to mean, oh, she's the one causing it. And even though he's there every step of the way saying, that's not what I said, that's not what I said, I just think she knows something maybe about it. And what's worse is they keep being like, yeah, Nagata said. I know. He's like, that's not what I said. I mean, and that's why he apologized, even though he didn't really need to. But yeah, it's him for saying anything snowballed this thing. And yeah, people still fucking do that at like any age. Oh, for sure they do. I mean, you hear the smallest rumor and within a few minutes, it's everywhere. Yeah, completely snowballed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it just, you know, this shows how dangerous and drastic it can be. Mm -hmm. That poor kitty. He almost got yeeted by that fire. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad they saved him. Can I say the weirdest part of this show for me? A lot of weird shit happens in this in these two episodes. <laughs> the weirdest part was the guy who ran into the bathroom and pulled down his pants and sat down and started going before closing the door. Oh my god, he did! Oh my god! Yes. Is that just not a boy thing? No, what? <laughs> I didn't think that was a person thing. I thought that was, you know, you close the stall, you lock it, and then you Drop trout and go to the bathroom. Absolutely. You gotta go. Yeah. You gotta go. I, mean, I guess like if you're like, there's only 36 of us here, figure it out, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to see this, go to one of the other bathrooms. <laughs> the other, this one's mine. I mean, there's got to be more than one. It's a whole it's school. It's true. Yeah, no. And he clearly staked the claim. That's his bathroom. So right. you got to assert dominance it's by true. keeping the door open while you take a shit. <laughs> That's how you do it. That's how you f- get a house. It's not money. You <laughs> you have to go to the bathroom with the door open. It's mine uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's what cats do, right? When cats don't bury their poop, it's them saying that they are the head of the household. There you go. Cats had it right the whole time. And you know what? This is a very cat-heavy anime. <laughs> it, so. is. it is. Oh, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're all cats, and they've all become people. Do you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about? I don't think so. No. It's really good. I like it a lot. And you know what? Speaking of cats, mm-hmm. there's few cooler cats than the the people who made the song for this anime. <laughs> so let's talk about the music of Sunny Boy. There's only one song. There's only uh, one song. At least in episode one and two specifically uses the outro. Mm-hmm. And it is the one song that we will have for this anime. It is called Shonen Shoujo by the Gingnong Boys. Lauren, tell me, what did you think of that song? It was very nostalgic feeling for me. Mm -hmm. Um, It felt like something I listened to when I was younger and like in high school, that kind of age. I mean, the name is very like of that same era too. Like the Shonen Shoujo yeah. just mean boys, girls. Like right. that's yeah. a Blink One Eighty Two song, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I really enjoyed it. After there was only visuals for the first episode. That's when they found the island. So like that is really sticking with me because it's such a big reveal for this oh, group, huge. and it was beautifully, beautifully done. The beautiful visual of them finding the island as Cap does jumping naked squats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then you have uh, Hoshi just like mad dogging the. Oh my God. So, yeah, yeah, no, it was such a powerful moment to have the music yeah. swell at that point. And, you know, like there's really good music in the show, period. Mm-hmm. Like, this show isn't a music heavy show, but towards like the later episodes, I think they use music really effectively mm. and I'll, sh- I'll try to show that a little bit in some of the clips okay. I put 
in the context, but I really liked this, this song. Shonen Shoujo is such a good song. Like, mm-hmm. it immediately went on the playlist for me. Like, it's it's good. So good. I love what Lauren said with how it's so nostalgic mm-hmm. because I was very like, I've definitely heard this song before. I love it. I wouldn't just put it on my anime playlist. I would put it on my, like, early 2000s pop punk like playlist yeah and just chill this is part of why i think we'll all be in the realm uh when we get to our next segment because again this is our only song it is uh for this anime so we're gonna move on to our segment uh which i will slightly rename what modern or contemporary artist do you think would have done a good job with these anime a songs <laughs> <laughs> I am deceased. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, no. Uh, So, Lauren, tell me who you Hmm. would pick for Shonen Shoujo. So, I wanted to keep that nostalgia feeling for me. And so, I ended up going with Gin Blossoms. Hey, Jealousy. I love the Gin Blossoms. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's a phenomenal choice. Oh, thank you. Gin Blossoms with Hey Jealousy uh, definitely captures, like, especially the back half of the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super well, which I really like because I struggled to capture the back half. I very much, like, focused on the, the first front. half, but even then I didn't do a very good job of it. Oh, I don't think that'll be true. Oh, no, no, no. It's oh, true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have more faith in yourself. Yeah. Because I have to have so many caveats, but the Jim Blossoms, especially Hey Jealousy, a perfect choice for this. Yeah, Thank I you. just love that song in general. I so good. Too. When I was a kid, this is going to be such a weird, like weirdly embarrassing thing for me. <laughs> I didn't think they were saying Hey Jealousy. I thought they were spelling house. I thought they were saying H-O-U-S-E. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so cute. And I was like, the house song, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll go next uh, and this is more so for like the beginning of the song mm-hmm. and again this is where I said like I have to have like 17 caveats which is why I know it's not the good thing so like, if you took like the first half of the song and you sped it up like 35% <laughs> I think it would really sound like Basket Case by Green Day oh my god I love Green Day okay. I mean you know the song yeah I do I love that song I think it's a good choice it's a great song. I think this is a bop I think, like, again, vocally and, like, guitar-wise, like, all the all the pieces are, are really good there. matches. Yeah. Together, I don't think it's a great match. No. I think they would do an amazing cover, <laughs> I, though. I do, too. I oh, think Green Day's 100%. a great choice. And I don't think you would have to hold a gun to them, either. I think they're very, like, just down for whatever. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I mean, especially their later it. stuff is so bad, it would be, like, a really good resurgence for them. <gasps> <laughs> Yikes, that's a hot but true take. I don't think it's a hot take. I think most people agree. Yeah, no, early. Mother of All, Father of All or Mother of All, that was a terrible album. Yeah, early Green Day's really where it's at. And I think that that's perfect. I think they would really do a good job with this song. I don't think it's a bad choice at all. Have more confidence, BJ. Okay. Skylar, round us out. Okay. I went more so vibes and kind of more vocals, but I think this song matches the vibe a bit. Mm -hmm. And I'm so sorry if you guys disagree, but I really liked it. It's Hands Down by Dashboard Confessional. I looked at Dashboard Confessional. I looked at them, Skylar. I also looked at All American Rejects for a while. Mm. Mm -hmm. It was Mm -hmm. more so the chorus. I very much see what you were going for with it. I think it is a really good choice. Especially the chorus match is very good. It's perfect. Yeah, it really is just like a perfect vibe fit. That chorus is like... (laughs) Ugh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like falling into that nostalgic era, a lot of the music sounded like this. So Mm -hmm. I think we were all able to find very good approximations. Yeah. And since we don't have an outro, or I guess you could argue an intro Mm -hmm. to kind of throw us off, a very solid music round for all of us. (laughs) (laughs) No, but for reals, I really liked this song a lot. So good. Yeah. Very good. But so, you know, that means that we are going to take another quick break Mm -hmm. and watch some additional clips, some additional context and get Lauren's closing thoughts on Sunny Boy. So we will be right back. Stay tuned. All right, we're back. We are Lauren. Watch some additional clips, some additional context, see some additional different this places Mm. and some additional wild moments yeah uh tell me lauren after all of that uh mm-hmm. sunny boy is clearly a very 
big story in a very small container, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have these 12 episodes to tell this very huge story with this very small cast in a lot of this places, which is what they call every place they're in is a this place. (laughs) And with that, you know, you have a lot of different things about, you know, growing up and experiencing you know, change and the good of people, the bad of people, Mm -hmm. the indifference of people. A lot goes into this and you only got to see a and you only got to see little snippets of it. Mm -hmm. So tell me, Lauren, with all of that, with the picture that you have before you, knowing it's incomplete, do you choose to finish it? And I will ask you the question, would you keep watching Sunny Boy? I am so intrigued by not just the characters, but like what's going on and how it happened. And even if I don't get all the answers, I at least want the answers they're going to give me. So yes, I would continue to watch Sunny Boy. I got to figure out what's happening. You absolutely love to see it. A Kawhi success <laughs> in the book. Uh, Skylar, this was also your first time watching Sunny Boy. Tell me what your thoughts are. I am reflecting on what you said earlier about each episode feeling like it's hours long. Mm-hmm. which is probably like how they also felt. And yeah, it feels so long, but I loved every moment of it. I'm so excited to jump back in. It's a kawaii success for me. I really liked it. <laughs> Yay! You absolutely love to see it. Uh, tell me, uh, did you guys end up with favorite characters throughout the process? Lauren, what about mm-hmm. you? I know that he didn't have a ton of dialogue because he's usually just like lying on the floor, but I really love Nagara. <laughs> I just he's so he's so sweet and I want to know his story. Right. Yeah. What I, I predict us. for him is like he seems like he's got his whole life planned out and he's not agreeing with it, but his parents are like, too bad. You have to work for the shop or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I see tragedy in his past for sure. Um, okay, okay. I mean, yeah, Nagata's the main character. He's great. Skylar, what about you? I had a really difficult time because I like had three favorites. Mm-hmm. But I I think I'm going to go Rajdani. Ugh, Rajdani is also choice. my favorite character. He's Woo! so good. He was my second favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I love Honestly, him. Honestly, I... <laughs> Hoshi made it in my top three. Did he really? That yeah. little fucker? Yeah, Mm-mm. star boy. I just, star- I really like his intensity. <laughs> He's a motherfucking star boy. Boom. Just like that. <laughs> All right, yeah, no, I love all. I I really do like. I mean, if anyone had picked Mizuho, I would have been like, yeah, support. Mm-hmm. Like, that was I really my do like favorite. a lot of the characters here. Even yeah. Azakaze, you know, gets a lot of growth throughout the show. It Aww. looks like it, yeah, yeah. So yeah, phenomenal choices. We have your favorite characters. We have a kawaii success in the book. Seems like there is only one thing left to do. It's time for is there an AMV for that? All right, Lauren and Skylar, you know the rules. Give me your song and artist for Sunny Boy. I will pre-warn, as I sometimes do. You saw how little context there was for this show. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's like an indicator of how few AMVs there might be. So don't take it too personally if we get another double zero here. You know, all we can do is try. James Bond didn't have a problem with the double zero. Yeah, but then he got a seven. So Yeah, and I don't know if we're gonna get a seven today with how new <laughs> it is, but we can we can try. Considering the nature of the fact that these are like all kids trying to figure out what the hell is happening to them, but still not quite understanding how the world works yet as adults, I went with Teenagers by My Chemical Romance. Oh, that'd be fun. Wouldn't it? Because they do scare the shit out of me. <laughs> Unfortunately, Lauren, there mm-hmm. is no AMV for Sunny Boy to Teenagers by Matt Kamoko Romance. As good of a choice as I think that is. Oh, well, thank you. That's Skylar, okay. Skylar, let's good see job. if you can uh, round us back in. You got this. Okay, so I'm going to probably say, no, it doesn't exist because I'm an old person. But <laughs> the absolute staying power of this song in my head today, because it was a journey, I'm going to go with. <laughs> Pardon me by Incubus. <laughs> Unfortunately, Skylar, there's no AMV for Pardon Me by Incubus to Sunny Boy. So that is going to be a double zero pointer. Well, what are then the top three, right? Because we get to see. Yes, as always, whenever we get zero points, I like to give you guys the top three so you know what. 
maybe you could have gone for or should have gone for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I always uh, sort it by view count just so we get the most viewed versus anything else. Right. So our first AMV... No, it's to the song Light Ship by the Natsuyasami band. Oh, okay. that song. The mm-hmm. second AMV is to Bittersweet Symphony. Oh, I see. By that. the Verve. 100% mm-hmm. see that. That's a good vibe match. Mm-hmm. And then the number three selection is the song Jesus Christ by Brand New. Okay. Overall, though, songs were all very like melodic songs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. With like high emotion instrumentation. So obviously that is the vibe for Sunny Boy. That is the vibe for Sunny Boy. I feel like I chose the perfect song vibe. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Just because it was very prevalent in your dream last night does not make it the perfect vibe match. <laughs> All right. So Hot then take. there's only one chance left for you guys to still oh, savor no. a point. Yikes. Lauren, it's time for the super secret, not so secret bonus point. Is there an AMV for Sunny Boy to Evanescence Bring Me to Life? What do you think, Lauren? Oh, man. With the art house style and the fact that it's pretty new, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say You know, I was very yes. positive you were going to say yes. Yeah. Because of like the. The dark vibe, you know, that it has. Of the, and, like, they are p- possibly being brought back to life. Yeah, I mean, and you see mm. a lot of very grim scenery. I was very convinced you were going to go with a yes, which is I kind think, of what I had planned for. I think it goes too hard for this. I think that, <laughs> I think Sunny Boy, even though it is gritty, it is softer than yeah, it's Bring so Me to mellow. Life. You feel like yeah. you're floating in a lazy river. Yeah, so I'm, I say no. And you know what? Lazy rivers tend to be, at least for Skylar, one of the best things you could do at a place you know they leave you feeling good like the feeling <laughs> of having one point after oh a string of zeros which oh is what God. you get because there is no amv for <laughs> evanescence bring me to life to wow. sunny boy i'm it. somehow barely keeping us afloat with evanescence this month yeah, again, this has been like evanescence rough. meter is yeah. always on point it's like gator oh. but like but for evanescence, evanescence. <laughs> specifically amvs it's a very specific superpower, but I guess I haven't. This is how you uh, fit into the world, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we close out with one point, a kawaii success Damn. in the book, and <laughs> another successful journey through an anime. Lauren, as always, thank you so much for going on this very interesting journey with us. Thank you for showing it to me. I'm so intrigued. Uh, I hope you had a fun time, Mm -hmm. but more importantly, I hope our listeners had a fun time, a good time, an interdimensional time, a Mm -hmm. I'm a motherfucking star boy time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I Uh, wish this was it invaded time. You know, you wish it invaded was this good time. Damn, though. Because that makes it sound like you wish this was it invaded. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I wish I was watching it invaded. I wish this replaced it invaded. (laughs) Uh, this being much better than it invaded time but <laughs> regardless of all of that until next time we hope your wait isn't a kawaii disappointment i've been pj i've been skylar i've been lauren and we'll see you the next time we're in this place bye everyone bye, bye.